0: Hi, right, just a quick message from me, Stu, before we get going. Firstly, there's a lot of political conversation this week, so feel free to check the show notes, which should be on your podcast app or on Podbean or Spotify, wherever you consume this content, and it will direct you to the sections of the show that are just about games. Secondly, I talk about slavery during Roe vs. Wade, just to clarify that I acknowledge and should have acknowledged in the podcast the impact and continued impact of slavery against bame people in this context I was just talking about imposing slavery upon the general population and specifically towards people whose freedoms are going to be more recently curtailed by this I.e people who can get pregnant and LGbtq plus people this does not mean that I exclude the racist aspect of enslavement but I should have acknowledged it directly in the podcast so apologies for that and with that, on with the show.
1: Hello, and welcome to the MHG podcast. As usual, the world seems to be messed up and a dark, miserable place at times. So we're here to bring a bit of joy and a bit of colour into the world. I'm Bradley. And I'm joined by Stu. How are you doing, Stu?
0: Pretty good, yeah. Dedicated to bringing a bit of colour into the world by putting up up on Twitter a picture of my latest PS2 memory card because I'm all about the brand new technology. But it's a bright orange one. Orange is my favourite colour. It's a Taiko no Tatsujin branded one. Absolutely gorgeous. I was supposed to tag MHG in it. I forgot to. But check out my Twitter and you'll see that. I'm going to put lots more kind of bright, interesting colourful, strange bits of tech, gaming tech up there, just to try and lighten people's
1: day a little bit. I used to love collecting crap memory cards.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, there's something about them. I had like, the translucent ones and stuff like that that were really cool. The ones you could buy for a fraction of a cost at some dodgy market somewhere <laughs> that may or may not work, who knows? Um, and then going into game station or a local indie game shop and buying... Uh, PS2 memory card because someone's updated all the kits and teams and everything on Pro Evolution Soccer
0: yes there is a kind of fascinating sub section of gaming that is entirely about memory cards like not just how they look and not just what they can do but how they were exploited and how they evolved and they kind of only existed for a relatively short time really yes Um, as just for set game saves, you know, uh, and one of the reasons they they started to disappear is because they're a really good vector for exploiting stuff, so you can uh, hack into hack into the console. So they've they've they fallen out of favor a lot, um, and they're not needed really because of hard drives. But they yeah, for 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 a time, for probably about six or seven years, they were this really big thing, and they were so expensive. But yes, like. The, the Japanese ones that I'm getting now are so cool because, like, they're dirt cheap from Japan, but there's, like, translucent ones that are official that would never have seen the light of day over here. I've got, like, a, like a, a lime, acid green official PS1 one. Nice. <laughs> it's so good. And there's loads of stuff like that. So, yeah, I absolutely love it. I love it.
1: Oh, no, Microsoft sort of brought that back with the, um, like, the... Hard drive cards you kind of get, expansion yeah. cards for the uh, Xbox Series X and stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They're over, they're overpriced and you plug them in.
0: Yes, very similar actually. <laughs> they're always uh, overpriced, that's the one constant.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's proprietary, so of course it's overpriced. Yep. <laughs> um, and to be honest, when you look at the PS2 and then you look at what Sony did with the Vita and stuff, Sony now to know how to do overpriced proprietary storage. So just to change things up from the fun of memory cards to uh, something that's just utterly depressing at the moment. And that's the Roe versus Wade Supreme Court overturned decision and the reaction of many who are praising it. Um, and seem to be reveling in the idea of taking away you know, women's rights to choose what they do with their body. Um, and then the hypocrisy that's come with other people are saying how bad this is, but they're not realizing the irony that they don't want trans people to have that same autonomy, autonomy sorry. Um, and it's just a mess. An utter utter mess. Um, in America, you've had all kinds of things going on, but it did lead um, to the best put down I think I've seen on Twitter um, ever, um, and that was Lo- Lawrence Fox was posting he's absolute crap as usual, uh, anti lbgt um, stuff, um, general right-wing bollocky bollockery or whatever bullshittery, whatever you want to call it um uh including posting a pride flag decked out as a nazi symbol but anyway uh but the best put down was kathy burke who retweeted summit keeper and put lawrence fox is the is the uh the obvious reason as to why abortion should exist yes bless kathy burke
0: Yeah, she's a she's a national treasure, really. And
1: uh, yes, it's just unbelievable. Um, I mean, it's
0: hard to know even where to start to talk about something like this because
1: no, this is why I want to put it in now yeah. and not dwell on it and try and make sense of it later because I don't. It's not our position to, for a start, no. it's not for us to say say what's what and say how women should be feeling about this in any way, shape, or form. Um, but I, I just can't get my head around not allowing women to choose what they do with their body it's disgusting
0: yes and just to, just to quickly qualify as well we mean uh, any people who can get pregnant um you know just from that side uh yes yeah so I, I, yeah i mean i don't even know where to start because it just it reverses everything that the western world particularly but really most of the world has gone towards for Oh, hundreds of years, at least yeah. you know, decades since the sixties, and it's so against the way that people think in that country. You know, it, I mean, there are a subset of people who think like that, but it's a tiny, tiny proportion of people who actually want that. But they hold all the power, and so it disproportionately makes you think of an entire country being backward or going backward when really they're not, is they're being held hostage by a cadre yep. of, of people with far too much power who are just basically despots. And it's insane that we can be in that situation. And if they weren't so big and they weren't so powerful and they weren't so white and they didn't speak English, this is the sort of country that would be invaded by other countries to, to stop them by behaving
1: like this. By situation. the country in question.
0: Yeah, exactly. So... Yeah it's too big to even contemplate how big it is really and i think really from the sort of uh what is it january 6th thing with the capitol building uh, you know and and the way that damaged democracy over there so badly everything is in massive turmoil and i think we're going to see things get really bad over there to be quite honest i don't want it to but i think that's what's going to happen
1: no, and then you've got the likes of the UK, you know, under a current government, we'll look at what's going on over there and see what they can get away with. Uh, yeah. But there's, there's two things I've seen really that really sort of stood out to me. Uh, That's one that he's going, it's all well and good, the, the, the abortion ban in America. But what happens the first time a high ranking Republican official gets their mistress pregnant? Yeah. What happens then? Yeah. Do they own it? Or do they get away with getting an abortion? Um, yeah. Um, if it's a woman wants, if the woman wants to get an abortion, fine, because I think anyone should do what they want to do. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's, their, it's their body. But when does the hypocrisy start? How, how are we talking days, weeks, months, years? What do you reckon?
0: Minutes. Because it, yeah. it's always about... Taking away human rights is ultimately about slavery. It, it's about wage slavery it's about you know gender slavery it's about lgbtq plus slavery it's about marginalizing dispossessing and turning people into the lowest class possible at their weakest point so that they can just be exploited and that the people at the top can just cream off all of the money and all of the power and that's what it all boils down to they don't you know, people don't really care about the Bible. They don't really care about children. They don't really care what gay people do. All they care about is subjugating so that they can exploit them. And that's what this is all about. You know, it's very notable that the 13th Amendment kept in the fact that you could have uh, that people who were in prison were could still be used for slave labor, you know. And then there's a whole you know, huge amount of the American economy that's based around that. And then there's wage slavery, which is often based around uh, immigrant workforces. And then there's slavery in the home, where people are uh, forced to be the homemaker and they're stuck in that situation because they can't have an abortion sometimes you know and they have to have children that they didn't didn't necessarily want uh, And there's all sorts it's all just a vector of control it's just a way of, of yeah. maintaining power over people based upon a, a rule of slavery and it's disgusting
1: yeah, and the other point I saw as well, which made it sort of like... I, th- I think the one way you could get them to actually go, oh, maybe an abortion ban's a bad idea, is to hit them financially. Um, and I saw this thing on TikTok. Um, I can't remember who the person was that that posted it. Um, I, I, I watched it last night. And they was basically doing a list of things. So basically, if a fetus is a baby, then... And they pointed out, if a fetus is actually a baby, according to the, these, these laws, then... I should be getting child support from the moment I get pregnant. I should be, if you know, the father decides doesn't want to be involved, they should be doing child support from the moment I'm pregnant. Um, I should be able to claim life insurance on that fetus from the moment I'm pregnant. So that if I miscarriage, I get a payout, etc., 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 etc. And showing all the hypocrisy that comes with saying that a fetus. Is an actual live baby, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and I get that things are alive, you know, technically it's a live thing. But this is why we have these cut off points, because certain parts of the body aren't developed at any point. And now, what we've got as well, and I know this is ridiculous and it was meant to be a somewhat funny story I saw, you've got some people. Attempted to like one or two people, you know, attempted to sue their parents because they was born against their will because they didn't ask to be born, which is ridiculous, quite frankly. But if you're getting more and more children that are going to be born that the parents don't want, at the same time, what resentments that going to cause between child and parent? Yeah. Um, you know, I, 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 I won't lie, my both my kids are unplanned. Um, I love them. But I, we had the option that, we, you know, if it wasn't right for both of us, then we could have done something about it. And to have that taken away, no, it's, it's just disgusting. And you expecting sort of like people who can't afford it are the same people that can't afford contraception, possibly. So what are they meant to do? Get pregnant and not be able to raise a child properly? It's The whole thing is a mess. And I think as soon as they realise how financially screwed it could make – you know, the country that's when I think they'll try and backtrack on things. Um, I, I don't know, it's a mess, it's an absolute mess over there, over here, everywhere at the moment.
0: Yes, it absolutely is. Yeah, and it, you know, as you say, it that bodily or taking away bodily autonomy just it is a capitalist goal. Um, well, it's a despotic goal as well. And the you know, as I mentioned, the, the entire point behind it is so that they can keep people trapped in working in the way that they they do and not change so it takes away the work workers rights and people's rights and it sticks them in a position where they can be manipulated and it the thing is it's like we 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 solved all of these problems we went okay well we live in a capitalist society where you know you're expected to work a nine to five i'm talking in general terms but you're expected to work a nine to five you have bosses who get more wealth than you you know it's it's like a feudal system that's kind of evolved into something else you know we don't barter we don't have a barter economy we don't own our own land you know it's all working for something for currency that doesn't really exist but we collectively agree that it does and the and we we went through all of that and went okay well if we're going to do that then we have to have things like insurance and we have to have things like abortion and we have to have things like you know social housing and we and and it, every every way that we live is constructed around that and all those gains are gains to work within that framework, and they're the only way that people can exist within that framework. So when you start taking them away, because this I am actually getting to a point. <laughs> when you start taking those freedoms away, what you're saying is you're still gonna we're gonna make you work in this society, but we're not gonna give you any benefits for the society that we've created, and that is slavery. Uh, and so it that is the point. We're at the point where it's tipping into general strikes, riots secession all the things that you'd think that would pull apart your of civil war that can pull a country apart if they keep pushing these things that's the end goal that's what's going to happen
1: yeah yeah no I, I totally totally agree with that um I, I, I still think we're going to, whether it's our lifetime, so to speak, um, while we're still able to participate or whether it's our kids' lifetimes, there's going to be a global uprising. There really is uh, because it cannot carry on what's going on. More and more people are beginning to sit up and the younger people are starting to sit up and go, this is not right. This is not how it should be. And I, you could almost sense that the old white man is clinging on to what they have with as much as they can, and try to almost burn the house down before they're kicked out. Yeah,
0: yes, it's a great analogy, and I think that's exactly right. It's like their their, their grip on power is is slipping, uh, it's slipping and slipping. So they they kind of exploit the paths to power that they already have. So Trump is a perfect example. Of you know exploiting his way to the top and then utilizing that to foment hatred and division and all of the things that are great for creating profit for one person rather than a group of people or or a society or a culture and yeah it's kind of going it's the equivalent of going what well, like you said still bur- like burning the house down as you've been evicted yeah. really and the hope is that yes that that will change now. Unfortunately, human beings are idiots and all of these things are cyclical and nobody ever learns their lesson. And so it's depressing to remember that this will happen again in the future, but we can at least take heart in the fact that we are hopefully entering an age where there's gonna be more enlightenment and it will it will sw- swing back towards uh, the left, you know, and be in a more equitable society for a while. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed indeed.
1: Even I'm not sure how to segue. Uh, I've got a tasteless one, but I don't think I'll go with that one. Uh, It won't (laughs) seem quite right. Something about capitalism
0: Um, and games, maybe? Something about acquiring stuff?
1: I don't know. I'm going to go. I'll tell you what. Do you know what else can burn a house down if you leave it on for too long? What? A video games console. (laughs) Very true. That was a poor segue. I know, but I had to find a way of segueing. Um, good enough. so show <laughs> what you've been playing.
0: Yeah, well I mean yeah, exactly loads of the consoles. have got enough juice going through them to burn most houses down. And what's interesting there's a a YouTube channel called DIY Perks who I like him. Yes, he's great and he's created a slim a slim PS5. Yes. <laughs> and um, it kind of is not it kind of isn't because it's got a massive cooling block separate to the actual console. But if you want to have a look about thermodynamics and pretty consoles and stuff like that, check that out because it's really cool. But I've also this week got hold of a a console that's very, 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 very slim and keeps its power on the outside. Uh, and that's a, a, a PS2. Uh, I got a PS2 slim, uh, cheap. And mainly because I needed, it came with a pad, and I needed a pad from a PS1, and it was so cheap that it was like, oh, well, I'll just get that. I think it was like fifteen quid or something for everything, like nice. the machine, the power supply, the cable, the the pad. You know, yeah, it was dirt, 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 dirt cheap. And the first thing I did was um, soft mod it because you can soft mod them these days, dead easy. Well, not dead easy, but comparatively easy. And then once it's done, you can play games off USB and blah, 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 blah in any region and all that sort of stuff. And what I've been doing is I've been playing some light gun games because I've got a gun con. Uh, I haven't got a gun con too. I'm going to pick one up when I see one cheap enough. You know me. It's got to be cheap before I will go for it. Uh, <laughs> but I've got a gun con that I got a while ago for about a fiver. Um, as you can see, big theme emerging on cheapness. And it works perfectly with practically all GunCon 2 games. So I've been playing finally Time Crisis 2 to begin with. And I have ne- never played the PS2 version of Time Crisis 2. Only ever played the arcade one. And that means obviously not playing for long, because you know it's geared to steal all your quarters or, you know, 10ps in this country. Uh so you know it, it it's quite hard. But it's not massively hard, it's quite well balanced, but that doesn't matter the important thing is it's amazing it's a, just such a good game it, there's i think me and you have agreed in the past that the time crisis series they're basically the best gun games you know you know yeah. there's there's loads of competition as well virtual cop house of the dead the gun barrel games you know that all of those sorts of things that uh, are just really, really excellent. And there are a few outliers that aren't part of franchises that are really brilliant as well. But, yeah, Time Crisis, my goodness. So, for those who don't know, and there won't be many, but the quirk is you have a a foot pedal in the arcade, and you can actually simulate that with a second pad in the home, where you go into cover by pressing it, and it also reloads. And what that does is it gives the tactical advantage of, although you're on rails, you can actually switch where you are, in cover or out in the open. And also it reloads uh, quite quickly and you're reloading when you're not under fire. And it's called Time Crisis because it's against the clock, so you can't just hide under cover for the entire time and be invulnerable. So there you go, that's a pricey of what the series is. And then it's the general thing of, you know, you're government agents and you're shooting terrorists. Uh, the only, only very, very slight negative about Time Crisis as a series is, It's premise isn't very exciting. So the graphics are kind of... They're okay, but they're just functional. They're terrorists in urban settings. Versus House of the Dead, which is like, you know... Monsters and vampires and zombies and all that caper. But other than that, yeah, the precision... The way the Gun Con works is so tight, so precise, so satisfying. The enemy placement, the types of weaponry... All the hidden secrets in the levels. Everything that it does... Is just really really great and it's it's just fantastic it's something that most people can't play because it only works with crt tvs unless you're faffing around with lots of extra kit so yeah that's what i've been playing on my little 14 inch portable tv playing that and loving it
1: nice Uh um, i'm jealous um, <laughs> so i've got a question for you. you you said obviously you could replicate the pedal press. Using a second controller. Yes. So theoretically, theoretically, say you was able to get hold of, let's just say, an old Xbox 360 um, steering wheel and pedal combo. Get rid of the steering wheel. Don't need that. Take the pedals, cut them up a bit and stuff like that. Could you technically mod a pedal to work with a PS2 controller and actually have a pedal press?
0: Yes, and I'm gonna probably try it myself. Actually, yes. I have been thinking about it, uh, and I was thinking about I was having a look online briefly before we came on, and somebody had done it with a a, a drum a drum pedal, uh, you know, for an electric drum set. And
1: oh, oh, you can even get the ones, I suppose, you get with like rock band and stuff, couldn't you, you, you could, as well? Yeah. And, and, and there'll be yeah. all sorts
0: of really, really, really cheap foot pedals that are out there because they are just you know a micro switch. On a, on a hinge yeah. you know that's all it is and I think what they did was rather than trying to go right well wire it into a pad and blah 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 they wired it directly into the gun so it will just be whatever signal is coming off the button for going into yeah, hiding yeah. it's just that signal piped out to a, to a switch and that's it so nice. theoretically dead 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 simple so I'm totally going to look at that yeah
1: yeah well i know you because you modded the uh my flight stick um yeah. and you you done all that with the whole drilling and everything so i know you're competent at this stuff um so yeah i can't wait to see if you can do that um <laughs> i said se- i sense a forum thread coming
0: yeah very possibly yeah i'll keep the progress going on here as well and on the twitter um but yeah yes, and film it we yeah, can put it on yeah. the youtubes yeah 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 i'll give it a go yeah no, it's um i love doing that i'm the bit I'm most crap at is cutting plastic. Like, I really don't like doing it, but you have to sometimes. Yeah. But um, yeah, the electronic side, I think it's gonna be a comparative doddle to be honest. So yeah, I'm gonna give it a go.
1: I what you need to do is replicate um, the guy who does uh, DIY perks, where you look at the start of the video and go, oh, I could do this. And then about 10 minutes here, you just go, oh. <laughs> nah, mate. no." <laughs> yeah yeah completely this is beyond diy now really isn't it exactly because uh, he's got all the equipment he needs but he makes such good stuff that i go oh i could have a go at." look at uh, no 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 i can't i <laughs> know i do that
0: <laughs> I, I i get through the instructions and i'm about 10 minutes in and i'm like yeah i'm okay okay and then by 20 minutes i'm like nah sod this
1: because <laughs> <laughs> he has to get out some kind of laser cutter thing that who's got one of them I know, I know. It's like, he's got one though, he's just laying around. I know. He goes, yeah, you just do this, you just do this. You get these bits of uh, copper sheets that you can use, that's great, they cost a fortune, Oh, right, okay.
0: Yeah, I was thinking of doing this one where you can create natural-looking light using old TV panels, and yeah. it's like, yeah, 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 you can get them for, like, a fiver, but you need, like, 700 quid's worth of power tools to do the work. So, yeah, Yeah, no. yeah.
1: Uh, He could make a fortune actually doing custom bills for people.
0: Yeah, he probably does. If he's not an engineer already making a ton of money, and also he's got like, oh, God knows how many patrons. He's got like hundreds of patrons. So he must be making a fortune already. And he gets sponsored.
1: Talking of hundreds of patrons, actually. (laughs) Nah, segue. Oh, no, this is good. Uh, If you're listening to this, we thank you for listening. We're doing something. We've had a Patreon for quite a while, but we've not utilised it because we could never think about what extras could we put on there? What extra content could we hide behind a paywall? Because neither of us want to do behind paywall content. We don't think it's fair to do that. Um, so what we've done, but um, this is mainly so we can keep the lights on, paid server costs, etc., etc. maybe get some improved equipment down the line, um, is we've got three tiers on our Patreon, a £3 tier, a £5 tier, and a £7 tier per month. And all those tiers are for as supporting us. If you like what we do, you've got some spare cash, um and you want to help, then you can support us on one of those tiers. But we do want to give back in some way. So what we are going to start doing is once a month, we are going to give away something video game related, whether that's a box game of something, whether, I don't know, maybe, you know, if we get enough... Patreons, maybe still do a custom build or something that we could give away. You know, if it's all if we if we can cover it and all stuff like that, um, it might even just be a couple of game codes and, and things like that. Once a month, if you're subscribed, you're automatically entered. One entry for a tier one, two entries for a tier two, three entries for a tier three. We will draw something out. Someone will win. This month, we're giving away a box copy of Super Mario Strikers on the Nintendo Switch with a fancy poster, um, courtesy of Stu. Uh, But also what we'll do, between us at staff, we get a lot of leftover keys and things like that uh, for various platforms, mainly on, on PC. If you're a Patreon supporter, check your inboxes. We're just going to throw random keys at you whenever we can't give you much. We can't give you extra podcasts. We can't give you exclusive early access to YouTube videos. We don't have the 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 like the ability to get all that done, the time to get all that done. But we want to give something. So if it's something you want, you want to support us so and you want potentially something in return. That's what we could give you. We're going to be doing monthly draws, weekly giveaways, Subscribe to us with the Patreon, and you're automatically in. Um, link will be in the podcast description. It's also, if you're seeing it on the site, you can see it at the the top of the page, uh, the the little P icon. Uh, so a little bit of housekeeping. If you want to win Super Mario Strikers by, let's say, I think we said like the 21st of next month, maybe give it three weeks, join in Patreon, and we'll get you entered
0: yes indeed yeah no uh, i'm really pleased we're doing this I, I really think it'll uh give back to the community i mean it, it's not even really designed for us to make like you said to make a lot of money it's just to keep the lights on really and, and take the strain off by utilizing what we already do and i yeah I'd, I'd love to be able to do some um little custom builds and stuff for people as well because that would yeah. be like fun for me at the same time
1: uh, but just so people are aware um uh, because I've been asked this in private before, um, and I've had people approach me. I will never accept sponsorship or ads or anything like that on the podcast, on the site, YouTube channel, or anything. Never is there going to be any ads or anything, because I believe a clean-looking site is is the most important thing. Um, so there's never going to be any of that. And I do run MHG at a loss every month. Um, I can just about cope with it, but it isn't easy. Some months are more difficult than others, but I want this to keep going. I need it for me. That's important, but this is nothing's for profit. So what, what me and Stu discuss, and I think we like to be as open and clear as possible with different stuff like this. If we got... 100 patreons and we was pulling in 500 pound a month for example we'd pay our hosting costs and then whatever remains on the whole will go towards that month's giveaway so if we get enough we could well end up giving away games consoles and stuff like that if they're nothing if enough people support um If it's lonely numbers, it'll be smaller giveaways, but there will always be something, and we're not in it to make a profit. We're not in it to make money for ourselves. We do this for the love of it. We just want to make sure that we can keep it going as long as possible, and also give back. Absolutely. Right, I suppose I'd best talk about the game I was about to talk about before (coughs) I managed to sidetrack myself. Better have. Um, So, please fix the road. And no... That's not an angry tweet to my local council. Um, that's a puzzle game from Ariel. I will not pronounce this right, so I do apologize. But it's Ariel Joukowski. Um, He's an independent game developer. Basically, Please Fix the Road is a dioramic-looking puzzle game whereby you've got... A start point and an end point and you need to basically f- fix the road to get a vehicle or multiple vehicles from the start point to the end point there might be various different start points to get to various different end points mixture mix and match and all stuff like that different environments etc etc it's all fairly simple stuff but there's two things this game does really well. One is dioramas for puzzle games are, oh, I love them. I, I think they are spectacular to look at. There's something so special about looking down on a small area from an angle. Um, I just think they look so, so good. It's why I think unpacking looks really good as a game because of that diorama sh- style filter things. Uh, yeah. But also the way the levels transition is so satisfying. Um, like you might have, uh, like they might roll up and then unveil unfou- uh, um, themselves to be the next level, or they might split or just drop in, and, and all different little like really fancy cool animations, and you you want to complete one level just to see what the next level turns out to be but not even what the next level is just how it gets to the next level Um, it is such a nice casual but rewarding experience I kind of go through I do maybe two or three puzzles a day at the moment um, and it is just so 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 good Um, it it just plays really well Um, it's minimalistic It's not very demanding. You know, you can easily work things out. There's no punishment for getting it wrong. You go back, you have another little thing, you you place the roads or, you know, some of them I think like train tracks or rivers are in there as well. Um, And it's just, yeah, it's just such a good, satisfying game. Um, And it's brilliant on the Steam Deck as well. Um, It's just wonderful just to have there.
0: Yeah, you you can't play Time Crisis 2 on the Steam Deck, which is a shame. I can just imagine holding this massive gun up that's the size of the Steam Deck, and the Steam Deck in my left hand, and try and shoot at it. That would be very very interesting. Uh, and you terrible. don't want
1: to accidentally use the Steam Deck as a pedal.
0: No, no, that would not end well. But um, yeah, no, that's uh, looking checking my notes. Uh, that looks like a really good game. Yeah, it, it's yeah. gorgeous for a start.
1: Yeah, no, the aesthetic is really, really good. Honestly, I can't. I'd sort of like, I meant to talk about this last week. Um, and I, I played some of it, but we had so much other stuff. I thought I wanted to give this a bit more airtime. Um, and it was like, uh, when I was, uh, it was like Grindstone was my game of the week. You know, I said how much I loved Grindstone. I didn't want it to share that limelight with Grindstone cause it wasn't fair on either game. So I kind of pushed it back to this week because I want more people to hear about it um, because, yeah, it is really good. And I mean, it's not a coffee game because it's a bit more expensive. But do you know what? A coffee and a cake <laughs> a is what this one is. Nice yeah yeah so what like 10 like, that should be 10, our rating yeah. system shouldn't it is what what can you buy at a coffee shop
0: <laughs> yeah so what is it like 10.99 sort of price 7.19 oh, okay yeah that's not bad at all
1: yeah no um i I'd say it's not it's not an offer or anything yet um Uh, i I just honestly i really enjoy it and i say steam deck wise it's not officially supported i don't think um it definitely hasn't got the little green tick for it but it's playable i had no issues with it i I booted it up um i didn't even need to sort out compatibility layers or anything just went on played it and it just felt native so yeah
0: nice nice yeah that's really cool and also it reminds me. I have played a new game this week, both new to me and new to the world, or fairly new to the world, uh, which is Lego Builder's Journey, which I picked up a, a couple of weeks back. Uh, yes. Yeah, and I'm not played it. I'm not played much of it, but um, what I've played so far is is, is very pleasant. Yeah. Uh, so basically, it's like you get Lego, you you get like a little task to do in a in a kind of little abstract floating level. And you have to, you know, build stuff to achieve that objective, and uh, it's yeah, very kind of sweet and clever. It's very, it's the main standout for it for me at the moment is how gorgeous it is because it uses ray tracing, and if you turn that on, it's that combination of like the Lego Movie where you can go like completely ham on the idea of it's plastic so you can do tons of reflections and uh, it makes it look really realistic because lego is already unrealistic looking because it's like abstract human shapes and stuff uh yeah. and it just yeah the, the blend of that and the ray tracing and the, their design and the music which is lovely It yeah it seems really really good i've not had time to put much into it but yeah, it's really lovely, and I, it was only 7 99 it's normally like 15 99 so it's more of a technical kind of exercise, like a technical showcase, than it is a full game, I would say, but even so, you know, if you've got the means, uh, check it out, because it's, uh, it's very nice, very lovely.
1: Yeah, I picked this up as well, uh, and I, I really do enjoy it. The only issue is, I struggle playing some of the levels depending on what my vision's like on that day Um, there's like a couple of the levels like a sand based and I can't quite see around the level properly I can't quite see the bricks properly against the level so I think a few accessibility options such as highlights around the bricks being different colours or being able to say actually look you can change the palette a little bit that would be really helpful but what I played of it, I really liked. Um, now, if you like that, what I would say is coming out some point in the next, I want to say year, maybe even later this year, who knows, uh, is another one called Lego Brick Tales, which looks like a similar sort of thing. Uh, but it's 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 more Lego set than this is at the same time um, it feels more like you're actually playing with lego even though like uh, builder's journey does this kind of takes it to another level um so but this is a brick t- uh, brick tales not sorry uh, builder's journey is definitely a great what starting point um, and i think this does something different with lego by be in Lego rather than the Lego games, which were originally fresh, but for me are a bit stale now. This is perfect. This is this is what I want from a Lego video game.
0: Yeah, it was it's more towards it's like a vertical slice of what you can do with Lego, isn't it? Kind of thing. Yeah. Like you say, having a full playground of Lego uh, in video game form is is yeah, something I'd really like to fiddle about with. I'm gonna give that a look, definitely.
1: Yeah there's a demo of Lego Tale, so I reckon have a go at that and let us know what you think next week I'll try um, So anything else you've been playing?
0: Yeah I've been playing a little bit of Vampire Night, which is another gun game another gun, gun, gun con game on the PS2 and it's like a spiritual sequel to House of the Dead 2 really because yeah the House of the Dead franchise carried on anyway on its own path and it's it's very, very much like that. It's a, it's a kind of a lesser one. It's not as, so, you know, House of the Dead's not exactly sophisticated, but it's less sophisticated even than that. And it's just a fairly straightforward blaster. You know, it's got reasonably okay, kind of backgrounds. It's not beautiful. It doesn't look anywhere near as nice as House of the Dead Two, but um, it's fun enough, you know. And it's, it's got that. It, it does, it does work in contrast to time crisis as a series because there's that frantic reload of you have to fire off the screen to reload and and uh you know that's built into the dynamic of playing the house of the dead games it's know, a lot of shooting games it's like oh my god you know i'm blazing away but i'm running out of bullets oh i've got time to, to you know shoot off screen to reload blah 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 and you feel constantly exposed and the only it's like a cricket bat you know it's like you can use it to hit stuff but you also need it to defend and um yeah, so it's a good dynamic, but it's not. It's not in the same league as as Time Crisis, but it's a fun enough game. The graphics are, a kind of okay. Uh, they do the job, you know, and uh, it was an arcade game as well. Uh, yeah, it's fine. It's good. It's not crazy brilliant, but it's a. It's decent enough to pass the time.
1: Yeah, and again, I, I think the thing with arcade games. Arcade games don't need to be amazing, um, correct? Because they're not designed to be in-depth amazing games. They're designed to Pass a few minutes at times some of them um i mean i i uh, randomly you know occasionally put on like daytona and i don't play daytona to get better at daytona i play daytona just to have a go um i play crazy taxi just to have a go and i generally only play put it on and will play for 10 minutes Um, almost I try and replicate what I would have done in the arcade which is I've got a pound and that gives me enough for three goes of Crazy Taxi and I'll do that now and it's like arcade games still can hold that magic just don't overthink them Um, because I completely agree it's just what they are they're not no arcade game is actually a great in-depth game um, they have some great mechanics etc etc but there's a reason why they didn't translate well to home consoles initially because they was never designed for them yeah um, arcade yeah. style games different matter but arcade games nah just have a blast you accept their quirks because you don't care
0: yeah, totally. I agree with all of that. They're experiential, you know, they're just like they're designed to give you a hit of dopamine um, and give you an experience that you haven't encountered before. And that's why you can never be too wacky with arcade games in the arcade. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter if it's a great big nerf bat or a set of plastic skis or a you know, a fiberglass motorbike thing that you're riding on. Or whether it's the guitar hero guitar oversized doesn't matter whether it's any of that it's all going to be fun because it's all just in the surface the service uh, of being daft and and going back to like you know the freedom of childhood and, and inventing games and, and playing stupid stuff um, yeah yeah and it's lovely and yeah Vampire Night is like that it it does not it's puddle deep it's unsophisticated but it does what it does well and you know you can stick ten minutes on it and come away satisfied
1: good. Uh, again, you're making me jealous. I do apologise. I do. So it's my turn now to make all our listeners jealous. Oh. Uh, um, because Steam Deck time. I've been having a ton of fun with the Steam Deck of late, um, really sort of playing around with different things. Um, I put a video up on how to add your own DRM3 games, uh, if anyone wants to check that out on our YouTube channel, um, just to show how easy it is, even with my fumbling around and making mistakes by initially thinking I found the game that wasn't existing on Steam de- uh, Grid database, and then realising... I Typed the name wrong, so that'll be infuriating for anyone watching. But <laughs> rather than editing, I just went, Oh, I'll just leave that in because you know that's part and parcel. Um, I don't do, I don't like tutorials that are perfect because it's easy to make mistakes. I like seeing tutorials where people kind of s- stumble over a few bits, yeah. um, personally, but yeah. anyway, that, that's yeah, a totally yeah. different thing, yeah. No, it's good, but. A few bits on the Steam Deck I want to cover. So one's almost an official thing. So I, I got a hold of Forza Horizon Five natively on the St- on Steam um, and set to low settings, FSR, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Because it's such a small screen, you don't need anything other than low settings on the graphics. Runs, uh, you know, I, I did check this out. I, you know, sixty frames per second, pretty solidly, um, and it's. Confirmed one of my long-held suspicions uh, since I first played, like Test Drive, um, at, uh, Test Drive Unlimited, which I'll come to in a minute, and the, the original Faults of Horizon and stuff like that. These open-world driving games are so suited to handheld that should be their home. Yeah, because you pick it up, you drive around, you do bits. You haven't got. A- Set the TV up or set your PC up, you just pick it up and you go. And it's so relaxing to be able to do that. Um, so I got Fox Horizon 5, that worked well. And then I thought, oh, Test Drive Unlimited. Now that don't exist anymore, it's abandoned wear. So you can apparently get hold of abandoned wear somewhat legally, I believe. Don't quote me on that, but I was just reading stuff. But anyway, I picked up um, Test Drive Unlimited uh, for free, Uh, installed that on the Steam Deck, added all my my custom art, non Steam game, uh, compatibility layer, all worked absolutely wonderfully. Apart from it had one of those 2006 quirks to it whereby you had to map the controls manually because it only accepted keyboard on the pc version ah yeah yeah but run really well got all that sorted after some tinkering um, i'm going to play with it some more and i will put up a, um, a, a controller template on the on the uh, steam community controller template thing whatever it is um, for anyone else that wants to do it uh But then I found out there's a thing called Test Drive Unlimited Platinum, which is a fan mod remake, so to speak, which uses the original game, um, but then adds loads of extra cars, textures, radio stations, music, um, improves the AI of vehicles on the road, all all, all that kind of thing. Um, So I installed that mod, um, which was really good, and that runs really well. Um, And, yeah, it just, again, it's, it's a beautiful on the the steam deck even though it's a 360 year game even ps2 because it was cross gen you wouldn't believe it looking at it on a steam deck because again you take that handheld form factor and games that would look a bit rough now look wonderful because it's not an oled screen and i've seen some people talk about oh we need an oled screen etc do you know do you because you've now got access to a huge back library. But I've tried playing on a 1440p monitor or a 4K TV, and they look ugly. But those same games on the Steam Deck look fine. At worst, absolutely brilliant. At other points, binary domain. been playing that. It looks wonderful on a Steam Deck. Looks rough as old arses on a, on a 1440p monitor.
0: <laughs> well, I would, I would say, um, unless it's coming from somebody who's faffed around with getting old stuff, working on new stuff for, for years. I would rather have the new technology with a load of sort of software technology in the background to help it look good. Yeah. Um, rather than go, okay, well, we'll use older tech because it will fit well. Um, just simply because that, you know, older tech is gonna go away and stuff like that. And, and the better you can, <laughs> for me, like the better you can get the screen on the Steam Deck, the best the new stuff is gonna look. Um, and it's nice if old stuff works on it and you want that as well, but you can fix a lot of that in post, as it were. You can you can go, <laughs> Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll stick a load of anti aliasing on it, or you know, I'll, I'll down sample it or whatever to make it look better. But, um, yeah, I think the form factor oh. works really well for old, old yes.
1: stuff, definitely. Don't get me wrong, if they bought out a, a Steam Deck 2 in four or five years and it had like a you know, essentially, I don't know, a 1440p or 4K screen on it. I mean, you wouldn't need one because you don't need 4K at that level. Um, but if it had an OLED screen, I wouldn't be against it, you know, because other games would pop. Uh, but I just think, you know, just looking at it at the moment, it's just not the be all and end all at the moment. I, I think there were some people criticising Valve for not putting an OLED screen in it. But, Again, I, I I look at it and go, actually, the compromise is spot on because it's helped for what it is now, for the price point and what games look like on it. Yeah. Um, because, as I said, The Witcher free on, 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 on the uh, Switch, and I believe other people have said I like the Switch OLED. Again, just looks rough. It doesn't on this because low settings on a PC game with FSR enabled does some improvements and i believe we're not even at fsr2 on this yet so it's gonna be good it's gonna be good but yeah test drive unlimited works really well i've managed to add uh say all my drm3 games or a bunch of them that i really want to try um i've added itch.io's launcher um, as well as well as Heroic Launcher so I could get access to my good old games and epic games 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 games, <laughs> games um, all the way down and, yeah and itch.io where I can download native versions of all my hundreds of thousands there from various bundles of, of games I've got yeah. Um, and yeah it still works really really well and you see people are complaining, going, oh, there's too much faffing, It's too much fiddling, you know, oh, do I really want to get one? And I, I will make this point about the Steam Deck. If you want what is essentially a glorified, updated PlayStation Vita, PSP, Nintendo Switch, whatever, a, just a pure console experience where you play what's in your Steam library, you can do that. That's not a problem. You yeah. don't even need to get a, a big model. Get a 64 gig model, get a 512 memory card. You've essentially just got good access to great on deck games only. And that library will continue to evolve. You can do that. If you want to fiddle and you want to do all the other bits, because it is basically behind it that says it's a PC, then get a 256, a 512, along with those other cards. Because I've not touched another console since getting my steam deck because it covers my switch games uh because I, you know i've been able to take games that i was playing on the switch on a slightly smaller screen onto a slightly bigger screen and they run just as well in some cases better um so i could do that whilst also having access to a dreamcast playstation 2 psp all on the go um And I can take my saves from my modded PlayStation Vita to take my PSP saves from one to the other, um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I dare say the longer this thing's out, someone will invent some way of doing cloud saves for your emulated games from it because that's what, you know, the modders and everything and these geniuses can absolutely do. And I absolutely adore what I could do for this. So, If you want a console switch, you've got one. You could do that for a little, slightly more than a switch. But if you want something bigger, you could do that as well. And you can upgrade from a 64 to a whatever, because I did it and I can't see. (laughs) So, but I I, honestly, the more I use this thing, I've seen other people going, oh, you know, I'm I'm beginning to see all these little errors with it and stuff like that. The more I use it, the more I'm just having fun with it. Um, And I'm playing games as well that's the thing i'm playing games that i haven't played for years on this thing um because i can yeah
0: i yeah it's funny i i would say there there are two two really key things with the steam deck one is that like you said if you want to if you know that you're only wanting to play newish pc games that are guaranteed steam deck verified then it's at the price point with the 64 gig model where that's good and doable. Especially is because if you want to switch over to either, you know, your existing PC or a different PC in the future, you're gonna carry all your Steam games with you. So, you know, it's a good value proposition from that perspective. So the second thing is that if you want games to move away from Windows and to be on an open source platform as the kind of forefront then this is the way to go because you're going to start pushing things that way and people i think are getting uh, in the past it was like oh i don't want a pc because that's a totally different thing you know i with my console and like i'm looking at a mega drive while i'm saying this i could just stick in my cartridge turn it on and i'm playing the thing is is like these days with consoles that's not what you're doing You know, you do have to do management. You have to manage inventory. You have to manage your saves. You have to manage whether you're still going to keep games on your hard drive, or if they're too big, you've got to get rid of them. You've got to make sure you've got an internet connection. You've got to make sure you're doing firmware updates. You know, you're doing a lot of PC stuff already, mate. You know, and uh, it's kind of like the gap, the difference between them is, is getting shorter and shorter. And once people will eventually, I think, see that, I think you need to bring the deck in the future slightly closer to the st- the switch experience you know um whilst at the same time consoles are getting closer and closer and closer to the pc experience and they're eventually going to pretty much meet in the middle
1: yeah i totally 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 get you with that uh, let's say there's a few let's say there's so many little things about it that i've noticed that sort of like i even a PC, you know, I'm tempted at some point to get a, a like a mini PC for emulation for under the TV. Uh, because as much as I could technically just basically uh, jerry rig my monitor as a by a, a, a split off to the TV, so it goes out of both ends and blah, blah, blah blah Anyway, that I can put my PC to the TV as well as my monitor. It's still my PC and it still feels like a PC. Whereas now, thanks to some clever people out there, you can now get the Steam Deck operating system on a mini PC. And it will, like, I didn't realize, like, um, is it APUs they're called now? The ones that mix the graphics processing units and the CPU?
0: Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and even in built graphics now, of have, have, have moved on and they can handle decent games you know someone showed a, like I think Forza Horizon running on, an inter- like, on a basic uh, uh, Intel uh, graphics chip I'm just like Jesus Christ okay it's doable again it's low settings you're not going to get all the shinies but it makes a playable game and I was thinking actually so rather than just like hook my PC up to the TV I'll just at some point get a mini PC and stick Steam Deck on it and then if I really wanted to stream from the PC, I could do that to that anyway. And I've got storage on this. So I could go the other way if I really needed to. And so on and so forth. And all of a sudden, I could see what Valve are doing. They're not stopping these mods happening. They're not doing anything like that. I think Valve are trying to, to take an expression from the faculty they're not going in by bashing in the front door. They're not going in. They're going to sneak in through the back door. And before you know it, Valve via the Steam Deck and Steam OS are going to be the new de facto as to what you play your video games on. Yeah. Yeah. That would be lovely. Um, And I I think what you'll have to do, and I think Microsoft will embrace this because you, Microsoft, in the gaming division on the whole, are very open to this. I think they will go... Do you know what? All right then. As long as you can get all this working on Windows as well as you are with Linux, Linux, whatever you want to call it, um, then we're all in. You, we will run Xboxes using SteamOS. I could see that happening. And then do Nintendo have to follow suit? Do Sony have to follow suit? Or, you know, are we going to have a massive ecosystem where Microsoft and Valve are working together to produce what is going to be video games in the future? For better or for worse, I don't know. But the fact that I can play Steam Deck in such a way that I can pop on, let's say, Hades on my Steam Deck, play that, and then without having to do anything, it automatically syncs to my PC version. That's, that's amazing. Use
0: uh, recognition yep. to
1: unlock the. No phone. Um, and also, if I wanted, I've got project cars too on my Steam Deck at the moment. And, which is great. I love playing that. If I needed to clear that space, I delete that. But I can then just stream it from my PC as well. And I yeah. still get the same. Same progression that I had. And this is giving me... I've I've spoke about... You know this, Stu. I've spoke about this in the past, whereby I've said cross-save has to happen because I want to buy my game once, twice, three times. I don't care. But I want to be able to play my one game across platforms, which I still can't do for a lot of most games. But I could now play, which is what I want, handheld, TV, PC... And my progression is identical throughout. Yeah. That's what I want. And that's got to be what gaming becomes, whether it's just Steam or whether it's a hybrid of Steam and a bunch of other things, I don't know. But we are headed towards that future. And I can't wait to see what it does become.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it wouldn't if it wasn't being pushed like this because it'd be too segmented and, and sectioned out by the different you know publishers, developers, IP rights owners, everything yeah. like that. But yeah, no, it, it's coming together nicely. Definitely.
1: And yeah, Proton, Proton's just massive. um, Because again, I've not found a game that I want to play. I'm not saying there aren't any. I've not found the game that I want to play that I can't get running on the Steam Deck. Yeah. Because if if the officially supported Proton that you get via the Steam Deck doesn't do it, you can, I would say very much guarantee that if you go to Proton Up, there will be a version of it there that will get it running yeah sorry I didn't know <laughs> no if you wanted me to speak then yeah yeah, yeah. who knows when i'm gonna stop who knows Stu? <laughs> yeah
0: no it's cool yeah yeah it's it's all very exciting
1: stuff uh just yeah all oh, this is yeah the steam deck you know after three months with it now two months three months i don't know it's yeah, it's changed gaming for me um and I didn't think at over 40, like 40 years old that I would have an experience we gaming's changed for me again on the cutting edge. I thought I'd be, you know, just going, well, I like it like this, and that's how we're going to stick to it. Because, yeah, no, it's changed everything. So cool, was not it?
0: Yeah, it's, it's a big shift. It's a big shift in – because, it, yeah, it matters what the customers and consumers think and how they – React, but at the same time, it it does it, it matters almost as much what the developers get excited about, yeah, you know, what they want to be doing, yeah, um, because they will push that forward. Companies like Valve, you know, they'll push that forward, and, and that's where you'll get your innovation and stuff, yeah. And it really seems to have lit a fire under everyone's imaginations.
1: With it being essentially a PC, if the developers really can't be asked. And I don't blame some developers or they don't have the funds to do it. There's a community out there that will go, yeah, all right, we'll take up the challenge. Too so right. Um, you know, I, I've seen that people have patched in via mods like certain games that don't have like uh, like the uh sixteen ten ratio to it have been modded in. People have modded them in and it's that's in there. And yeah. then other games have taken note, like Forza Horizon 5, apparently, as of a couple of months ago, didn't have like the, uh, what is it, 1280 by 800? I might be wrong, but the 800 yeah, thingy right. uh, resolution, yeah. Didn't have that. Now it does because they put it in because they saw people were playing it on the Steam Deck. it's not a huge number. Don't get me wrong, you know, the Steam Deck's still not, like, outselling anything because it's, like, so hard to get hold of. But developers are seeing that there's a growth there and they want to get in at the ground floor because if you, you know, if I look back, you know I put Super Lucky's Tale on there recently. Um, And... You're the developers, your playground, is that what they're called, I think, or whatever. But your your uh, platonic, sorry, your platonic and you've made super lucky's tail. If you can go and make a slight adjustment that makes it really work well on on the Steam Deck, you could get sales because there's people who might not have touched that game before, that might see it on their great on deck list and go, I'll get that, because it works good on the deck. And that's a sale you probably may never ever have got. And if you could get a couple of hundred, a couple of thousand sales from that, if you want to make free, like almost for extra money now, you've got to do it. So the developers have to be motivated and you can almost sense that they are. When I look at certain games that are working on this and I just go, this isn't even for sale on Steam anymore. Or this is like, you know, it's been so forgotten about. It doesn't even have the proper poster box art on it, but it's been updated to work great on deck. Um... So, you know, it's just... Uh, it just makes financial sense as well for developers to get on board with this and make sure it runs on this. Not for, you know, millions of sales now, but for getting those sales down the line. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's really exciting. It's
1: really good. Yeah. And, and I, 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 I mean, I, I could wax lyrical all day. I won't uh, because uh, people will want to go and do things rather than listen to us. So... I'm going to give my job a rest. Um, Oh, no, wait, before we go. Oh, no. Just very quickly, we are going to do the games we're looking forward to. Um, That'll go into next week. But just to give you an idea, um, I would a quick had up my Steam wish list of my top four games I'm looking to, uh, looking for. So like uh, Tape Recovery Simulator just looks like a really cool, like Assemble with Care style thing. Can't wait to play that. Curse to Golf, you've probably heard of it if you've watched any recent di- uh, uh, presentations and that. It's a roguelike golf game set in Purgatory. Brilliant. Uh, Spirit Swap. Uh, which is a a match-free puzzle game. I'm all for those, and it's wonderful, and it supports queer developers, which is also a bonus. And Sam Barlow's Immortality is my number one game that I cannot wait for. It comes out in less than a month now. I cannot wait, Um, and I will play the hell out of that. But we'll have lots more to talk about next week with those. Have you got any, before we go, that you want to quickly shout out to tease for next week?
0: Yeah, well, I mean... my main tease is that I'm not really interested in any of the remakes or remasters coming out. Like, uh, as I mentioned a couple of weeks back, totally fed up with all that now. What I am interested in is Breath of the Wild 2, obviously, because you know, I've got really good really good feeling about that one. and um, It's going to be one of those that I'm going to buy, uh, but I'm going to try and get it going on Steam Deck. Because I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna run pretty badly on the original Switch, to be quite honest with you. Um, so that'll be interesting, fiddling around with that. And the other one is the Callisto Protocol, which is by the designer of Dead Space, which is one of my favourite games of all time. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that one as well. And there's a handful of others.
1: Yes, and we'll, we'll go into more detail on those next week. Because i have just scrolling down my list of guy. Actually, if I even mention these now, we're going to be here another yeah, half hour. Yeah, yeah. So. Do you know what, Stu? What? I've got to shut up now.
0: Okie dokie. So, yes, hopefully we didn't put you too off too much with the political discussion at the head of the show. But anyway, other than that, you know, yes, as Brad said at the top of the show, it, it can be a difficult world. It can be a hard place to live sometimes. But hopefully we can bring you a little bit of light and you can find some light and joy in gaming. So also follow us on our socials and join our chat on Discord if you want to. And in the meantime, stay safe and stay sane.